C.S. Lewis said that integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. Now, one of the components of my relative trust model, one of the components of the what you do when you interact with me group is positivity. And more specifically, no BS. One of the examples for no BS that I gave in the book of trust is when you do something for show. When you do things just so that other people see. This correlates well with what C.S. Lewis uh, wrote. Uh, but if nobody knows that you do good things, they may not know that you are someone they can trust. How do we resolve this paradox? In this episode, I'll talk about the paradox and I'll give you ideas on when to make things known to others to be trusted by them and when not to. I will include some personal stories and more quotes right after this. Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm Yoram Solomon, your host, the author of The Book of Trust and facilitator of The Trust Habits Workshop. My mission is simple. I want to help you form habits that build your trustworthiness because the answer to this question will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? There's a philosophical question. I don't know who said it the first time, but if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it really make a sound? Did it really make a sound? Actually, I like it. another quote that came from... Uh, it seems like it came from Stephen Wright, even though I first heard it from uh, Sir Ken Robinson in his uh, TED 2006 uh, talk, uh, do, skill, do Schools Kill Creativity, which, by the way, as of yesterday, has 76 million view, views. I, I like that quote uh, that says, if, if a man says something in the woods and there is no woman there, is he still wrong? But anyway, seriously, uh, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it really make sound? One of the components of my relative trust model, specifically the uh, group of what you do when you interact with me, is positivity. Positivity is the component that puts things in the direction of how will the end of our interaction be in, in terms of the level of trust that you have in me or that I have in you. How will it end? In which direction are we going? So, Positivity is made, uh, in, in my model, it's made of two subcomponents. One of them is empathy. The other is no BS, no bullshit, in case you didn't know. Uh, and in the Book of Trust, when I wrote about what is it that makes an interaction uh, a no BS interaction or a BS interaction, and I actually recorded a, an episode on that uh, uh, just a few episodes ago, one of those components is when you do things for show. You do things for other people to see rather than for doing the things themselves. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, technology makes it very easy for us to let everybody know. You know, whether it's the uh, reply all. I, I, I hate when people do reply all. I mean, just recently in my radio-controlled airplane club, um, 
somebody really, really complained about uh, something that happened in the club and obviously copied everyone. And now everybody who responds to them does a reply all. And now my inbox is full of crap associated with a club. And with all due respect, that's one of my hobbies. This is not what I do. And, and my inbox is full of that. So, you know, the reply all is something that helps, uh, helps, hurts, really. It's creating, it's giving the ability to, to make a lot of people see what you do or what you say, actually. It's group chats, the ability to do a group chat that starts with uh, just regular, you know, SMS messages, but it goes on to things like WhatsApp and, uh, and uh, other, other online tools, other apps that you have on your phone. Um, you know, it's, sometimes it's just laziness from, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to save on the number of clicks that, that I use. And if I am part of this group chat and somebody says, hey, today is uh, Linda's birthday uh, and everybody starts responding, uh, happy birthday, Linda, uh, you know, maybe a more personal approach would be for me to actually send a text message only to Linda or actually call Linda and say happy birthday. But that takes more effort, a few more clicks than just hitting responding to that within that same group because then all I have to do is just say happy birthday and now everybody sees it. So technology does make it easy to get a lot of people to see what you're doing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a few quotes and, and then I'll, I'll talk a, a little bit about it uh, more. So first, uh, the, the one from C.S. Lewis that said, integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody is watching. And, you know, I do correlate integrity with, with trust, uh, but, but again, not necessarily. It, it has to be a, I guess, a compatible level of integrity that uh, makes one person trust another one. But that's one quote. Another one comes from uh, J.C. Watts. Uh, Character is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Kind of very similar to C.S. Uh, Lewis, but then there's a second part to it. There are too many people who think that the only thing that's right is to get by and the only thing that's wrong is to get caught. So that, that kind of takes it in, in a different direction. Um, Helen Keller said the, the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. And, and I'll talk more about that a, a little later. I'll, I'll talk about doing something, showing something, and the intention behind it. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, uh, what lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside of you. So that goes back into what you're doing versus the intention or the reason you're doing something. Last quote, I promise, uh, Michael Josephson, Josephson. Character is not only doing the right thing when nobody is looking, it's doing the right thing when everyone is looking. It's being willing to do the right thing even when it costs more than you want to pay. So that's another interesting perspective. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm assuming or my, my starting point was that uh, you're doing things for show uh, to show how good you are. 
But but here he's talking about doing things, even though everybody else would not consider them the right thing. Maybe they would consider them something that, you know, maybe maybe you're brave enough to do something that everybody else will not consider to be the right thing or or something that somebody's willing to do. Um, and and you're the only one who's willing to do it. So that's that's a little different perspective again. And and my perspective is really in in this episode at least is going to focus on when you do something, how do you balance between doing it such that everybody will see versus um, doing the right thing? Um, and, and how important is it that, that everybody else sees? And, and I'll start with the story right after this. So this this goes back to when I served on the uh, school board, uh, when I was elected to serve on the school board. Uh, the first superintendent that that we had uh, in our district. Um, one day I got a call from him. I was actually uh, I was traveling that day and and I was somewhere and and he called me, and and he complained. He complained that. He was doing something that that was the right thing. He he was doing the right thing, okay. But he didn't make it public enough for everyone to know, and as a result, there were quite a few people who were concerned, upset, or whatever word he used. I don't remember uh, that he's not doing the right thing simply because they didn't know. And I thought about it for a second, and um, you know, the example I gave him came from my video studio upstairs. And you know, I, I even later, uh, when I got back home, I sent him uh, a few pictures of what my studio looks like. Now, if you see what my video studio uh, looks like, it's a mess. It's a mess of lights and a green screen and cameras and tripods and wires all over microphones hanging from the top i mean for example you never see the microphone that i have coming from the top of the room i I have a shotgun microphone you never see it in the screen and then i send him a picture of what the the video looks like and the video is so clean it's all you see in that video is a background which by the way is not the green screen obviously and you see me. You don't see the desk right in front of me. You don't see the computer on it. You don't see all the paperwork on that uh, on that desk. You don't see the lights. You don't see the microphone. You don't see the cables. You don't see anything. And the the analogy that I gave him was that, or, or the the here here is a quote for you. A quote from me: Whatever happens one inch outside of the frame never happened. And so, you know, everything around my screen that uh, or or the frame uh, when I shoot videos, you don't see it in the camera. You don't see it in the in the frame. You don't see it in the video. And because of that, you don't know that it's there. And and the same with what he was doing. Whatever happened once uh, one inch outside the screen here is whatever other people don't know that you're doing. When you don't, when they don't know that you're doing something good, from their perspective, it never happened. But but then of course there's the opposite side. 
And the opposite side is that everything that you do, you just let everybody know. And, and in fact, it sometimes it might be the effort in making everybody knows that makes them think that you're not sincere, that you're doing it so that they know rather than because you really mean it. And, and this is if I go back to the example that I gave uh, in the introduction, uh, when I get this message, a group message that says, uh, happy birthday, Linda, um, then I would actually take the time to text her directly or even call her. And then it depends, you know, whether it's Linda or Courtney or Ken or anybody else. Um, you know, Facebook makes it very easy to send somebody a happy birthday message. And the way they do that is on the right side of the screen uh, in, on your PC, you get, here are all the birthdays today. And when you click on it, all you have to do is just click once. It gives you a list of all of them. And all you have to do is click on any one of those people. And it takes you immediately to their page. And immediately to all you have to do now is write happy birthday. You know, some of those tools, they, they even like LinkedIn, for example, tells you that somebody has a birthday and it takes you directly to their messenger, LinkedIn messenger. And, and the default message is happy birthday. So, you know, in three clicks, I sent an, a happy birthday, but the effort was very, very, very low. And so I consider the level of effort part of the no BS component. So if all I did was just clicked on it and, and just clicked on the default message, which is happy birthday, then, then I didn't do much. And, and I feel that if instead what I do is I would actually send them a text message outside of LinkedIn, outside of Facebook, I will send them a text message. They know that I tried a little more. I think that they feel that there was a little more effort than just, you know, the two, three clicks uh, that were required to do it uh, the way LinkedIn or, or Facebook was was putting in, in front of me. Um, and, and, you know, it, it depends. Uh, for some people, really, uh, this is enough. Uh, for other people, I would actually make a phone call. And, and in between, I would probably send a personal one-to-one -one text. And, and frankly, in this case, I don't even care if other people know or don't know. Uh, it, it kind of takes me back to the effort, to, not to the effort, to the research that uh, Robin Dunbar, who was a British uh, um, anthropologist, did once. Uh, he evaluated the uh, volume of, I think it was the prefrontal cortex relative to the volume of the rest of the brain in different species of mammals. And based on that and, and his observations of their social interactions, he estimated the size of their social network. And for human beings, his number was, I think, around 147, close to 150, which is what he would call casual friends. But then he, he made a very important, uh, in, in a later article, he made a very important um, observation, and that is that we have different levels of relationships with with smaller or larger groups. Uh, he even used military as an example, saying there's a reason why, you know, when you think of a Navy SEAL or a Delta Force team or uh, any other military team, the smaller size team has the highest level of interaction, trust, and, um, um, and, and obviously no BS. 
Uh, but then as, as you go up the hierarchy, now you have a bigger group of 15, a bigger group of 50, and, and so on. And those are, are have a weaker link between them, a lower level of trust uh, from that perspective, and, uh, and, and so on. So if you think about your friends, I mean, I have, what, 3,500, 4, 4, 4,000 friends and and you don't see it but i'm using air quotes friends on facebook are they all really my friends uh they're they're not even casual friends so many of them i would it would be enough for me to uh just reply and you know let everybody see that I, that i said happy birthday i don't even care if everybody sees or not but but as that number shrinks there are 150 people maybe that I will actually send a personal text message and maybe only 50 that I would actually call uh, and, and so on. So um, it, it goes back to uh, you have different relationships with different people. And for some people, you're going to care more about what they think about the level of effort and you're going to put more effort. And frankly, it's it's even a uh, practical matter of uh, if the level of effort is instead of three clicks, taking the default happy birthday message that either LinkedIn, LinkedIn or Facebook or any anything else offered me, uh, I can't do more than that to 5,000 people. But to five people, I can do way more than that, and I will. So, so it's even a practical issue. So anyway, back to uh, the superintendent. Uh, I told him what, what happens one inch outside the screen never happened. And, and it, it takes us to this, this whole philosophy of um, how do we put this, uh, the level of effort that you put into it and the, the intent, and I'll talk about that uh, later, versus letting other people know. So let's talk about doing it in public. Let, let's talk about uh, whether it's saying happy birthday or anything else or offering to help or, or something. Um, you know you know that somebody, that there is this group chat and, and somebody said, hey, you know, uh, Courtney needs some help. And then you text back to the entire group saying, uh, I'd, I'd be happy to help. Okay, so when you do it publicly with other people seeing it, the person that you're really sending that message to could actually believe that you don't mean it. Because, well, one is it was much less effort for you to just reply to this group email, uh, group text, group email could be, um, and as opposed to putting the effort to actually reaching out to them. I mean, and I'm going to be honest, that the uh, which hopefully I always am, and, and hopefully you know that. But just saying, th there are going to be people where I don't really care to help them. Uh, I may not even respond. Of course, if I don't respond, then the others uh, look at me and, and they go, oh, he did not respond. By the way, here's another interesting thing that happens. So I do take it one level above, okay? So I'm going to reach out to that person. But here we have another group of people that they don't know 
that I actually did respond. I actually responded more than the other. So one person says in this group chat, uh, Courtney needs help. Everybody jumps in immediately because it's so easy to just text back to that same group and say, oh, I'd be happy to help. Let me know how I can help. I'm the only person, well, maybe I'm not, but but I'm one person that actually took it to the next level and I sent her a personal note, but nobody else in the group actually knows that. So um, when I reply to all in the group, the person that I'm actually kind of replying to or addressing or, or doing something nice or offering to do something nice and may, maybe just offering but not really planning on it, that person may believe that I'm doing it for show because I'm replying all instead of taking the extra effort and reaching out directly to them. So maybe that person would trust me less because I just well, did something that they perceive as I only did it for the others to see and not because I really mean it, not because I really want to do something right. Because if I did, then then I would actually go through the extra effort and reach out to them directly. Uh, I, I would probably make a call and say, hey, Courtney, um, what's going on? What, what do you need? Of course, then the others don't see that I replied to Courtney. They don't know that. They don't know that I went the extra mile. From their perspective, I didn't even reply to that group text. They will trust me less. So if I reply to the group text, the person that really thinks that that I want to help them probably trusts me less because... I didn't even go through the effort of going directly to them. But the others trust me more because they see that I did reply and they don't have, they don't see if I reply directly to that person, if I reach out directly to that one person. Exactly what I said to the superintendent, what happens one inch outside the screen never happened. So from their perspective, it never happened. From the perspective of the person that I reached out to directly, they trust me more. And that puts it in a very interesting predicament. It's it's not really a predicament. It's it's a compromise. It's you know you can't win them all. I think it would be kind of fake for me to respond twice, one in the group chat and then reach out to them directly. I I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's that's the right compromise. Maybe that's the right place. But you have to balance what that one person thinks about you. Versus what do the others? So in the example I just gave you, this one person, because I reached out to them directly and did not respond to the group chat, because I reached out to them directly, they feel that I went the extra mile, that that I went beyond the three automatic clicks and I actually reached out to them. They will trust me more. The others will trust me less. And it's up to you to decide which one do you prefer? What what do you care about more? Now, uh, it could be that you replied all uh, simply because we all have, well, we don't all, but but we do have the reply all syndrome. Uh, Sometimes it's just, that's the default. The default is to reply all. It's the easiest thing to do. 
You don't have to think about that. And maybe that's why I did that. And I really do mean that, that I want to help. But the perception on the other side would be probably that I'm just doing it for all the other people to see. And that's it. And that's BS. And that's low positivity. But I want to take it another step, in another, another direction, a little different direction. How about doing something without even that one person knowing? So you want to help someone. And not only that you don't let everybody know that you're helping them, you don't even let them know that you're helping them. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. And it's a real story that happened just recently. Hopefully, the people involved, I'm not going to name them, but uh, hopefully they don't know who they are. Because frankly, it happens more happened more than once. But there was something that just happened, and one person was really, really hurt because a very close friend of his did not reach out to him after this this big deal had just happened to the first person. I'm a friend of both, both people, and I saw one friend being hurt by the other friend not reaching out to him after, you know, what happened, happened. And that first person, the one that was hurt, didn't call the other person, didn't tell him I was hurt. He was just hurt. I did. I called the other person. I didn't tell the first person that I called, that I made the call. I told the second person, look, you're his friend. He really, really, he is really, really hurt, not only by what happened, but because you, a very close, longtime friend of his, you didn't call him. He said, I, I didn't know. I mean, though this situation is still evolving and so on. I didn't know. I didn't think about the fact that, that he's hurt by me not calling. I mean, I was going to call at some point, but the thing is, these things, as time go by, goes by, uh, they escalate. They, they, they hurt relationships. So he said, I'll call him. I'll call him now. And I said, whatever you do, don't tell him that I told you that he's hurt. Now, the reason I said that, it, it wasn't that I was violating anybody's privacy or anything. It just, I wanted this first person to get the call from his friend and think that his friend thought about it all by himself. Not that, not that I made that first call. Not that I called his friend and told him, hey, you, you need to call him. So I did that. The person that I believe I was helping, because later later he actually called me, the first person, he said, you know, I was hurt by this friend, but he actually called me. He eventually called me, and so I feel better now. So I did something good. Now, th this is not, I'm, I'm not trying to, to make it out to be how great I am. I, I want you to use this as an example, as, as a story. I, I happen to be in the middle of the story. But the idea here was that, I did something good for that first person without even telling them. 
Actually, the second person did know because he was the one who got my call. But the first person didn't know. Was it worth doing? I mean, I didn't build trust with the first person because he didn't even know that I was behind that call. So it didn't help me build trust. That interaction didn't help me build trust. But here, and I promise this is the last quote that I'm going to use today, a one that comes from Henry David Thoreau. And I use that in, uh, in, in my trust workshops, uh, in, in my trust habits workshop, uh, when I talk about, uh, you know, the habits that, that you form, that, that you create. So here's what uh, Thoreau says. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. So this is an interesting way to look at it. Because the fact that you do that, the fact that you do something with the intention, and I'll talk about intention in, in a minute, the fact that you do it, that, that you take the extra effort, that you're actually doing something, not only without letting other people know, but without even letting the beneficiary of what you did know, makes you a better person. And I believe that eventually people will know because you are going to be a better person, just like Thoreau says. It's who you become. You are going to become a person that does things like that. And there's just not going to be a way to hide it. The only problem with that is that it will take time for people to know. But if if you're willing to defer, defer, your immediate gratification of I'm going to do something uh, just so that people see towards I'm going to be a person that eventually everybody will know is is a good person, I, I think benefits you in the long term. I talked several times about the fact that if there was action behind your words, then, then people will probably trust you more. If, if you actually did something about, about it and not just, you know, talked about that, it would, um, you know, it, it would not only increase trust, it will increase trust, but it will do that because it feels like there is real intention behind it. Okay? Um, and the intention is going to be important. Intention is important for one person to trust you because it becomes not just a a part of the positivity component of what you do during a specific interaction. It becomes part of who you are. And those are the other three. And I would say one of them is personality compatibility. Personality compatibility here is an important component. And the fact that there is an intention behind what you do talks more about who you are than what you're doing right now. And, and that, that kind of closes the loop, uh, the, the circle with, with what I said before. The intention often is conveyed through the body language. And, you know, even if the example I'm going to use is one more time, uh, somebody needs help, and, and instead of uh, just, uh, just texting back to the group, I'm, I'm willing to help, you know, whether you are or not, or not, um, 
versus I'm going to reach out to that person, that extra action that I took is a better indication of intention. And, and remember what Merabian, okay, you don't remember, but I'll tell you what Merabian said, Albert Merabian in his book, Silent Messages. No, I'm not going to quote the 738.55 rule, but what he said in the uh, introduction was that uh, when you're, what you say and what you do, and, and this is a, a, I'm rephrasing it. I don't remember exactly the words for the original, but when what you say and what you do are inconsistent, people distrust you. But when what you do and what you say are consistent, people will trust you. So even, you know, I'm, I'm going back to the example of, uh, of that text message, uh, I'm willing to help versus I'm going to call you. Uh, it, it's, it's more consistent with uh, I really do intend to help you. Um, the intention is required for a strong trust by a few people. And I talked about that before. The intention is required to be trusted much more by few people that, that you do have this sincere intention with. The show is required for a low level of trust by many people. And that kind of boils down to how you make that compromise or that decision. Okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I know that I kind of ramble here. Uh, I, I went, I was all over the, pay, uh, the place. And, and I'll tell you something. I talked to quite a few people over the last week about this dilemma of doing things for show versus uh, putting action and, and having intention. Uh, some of the quotes at the beginning are really very good quotes, especially when we talk about things that you do without the other person even knowing. But it really comes back to the decision of do you want to be more trusted, a little more trusted by a lot of people? If that's your decision, then uh, the most important thing is for them to see. Keep in mind that the few people who trust you a little less because they feel that you're doing things for show versus when you put action behind it, when you don't do it for show, when the others don't see it, when, when you go another level of, of commitment, it shows intention and it would make fewer people who are closer to you trust you more. So there, this is a trade-off. This is a decision. And, and whenever you have to decide, do I do this and let people see Versus, do I really want to do this because it's the right thing? And by the way, I'm not going to be judgmental here and tell you that one is better than the other. I'm, all I'm saying is that it's a compromise. It's a decision you have to make where what you balance is slightly increasing your trust by a very large group of people versus largely increasing your trust by a very small group of people, maybe even just one person. And I have to end with this. Uh, the more you put intention behind it, you put action, and the action is really a, a uh, symptom of intention. The more you put intention into it, the more you become a different person that does this. And again, I, I don't, I don't want to judge and tell you that one is better than the other. 
I, I hope this was not too confusing. And I hope it gave you some ideas and th some thoughts about doing things for show versus doing things with an intention and not for show. And, and remember what happens one inch outside the frame never happened. Okay, that's it for today. May trust be with you. This was The Trust Show. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it. Write a review for this podcast because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops, online courses, books, or go to my website, trusthabits.com. And remember that the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.